James. Hello? James, you're 18, you're on the love line. Yeah, um, like, my life, like, kind of is, like, really sucking right now because my mom just found this letter, like, this afternoon, like, that I wrote to my friend. Like, she found it in my pants pocket. I wrote to my friend, like, saying that how totally fine I thought her friend was and his friend, her friend was and, like, I was telling that this guy was so cute, this so cute, too. I just went on, like, it was, like, a pretty nasty letter. And so her friend yeah. was a, a, a gay male. What? Her friend is a gay male? No, just a male. No, I am a gay male. But the friend, you don't know if he's gay or not. Oh, her friend? Yeah. No, he's not. Right, but then the real problem is just that your mom got tipped off, right? Um, oh, really tipped off. She, like, she, like, came into my room, like, she was, like, all crying, saying, like, that the devil's taking my manhood away and that I, uh, like, uh -oh. uh, James. like, just saying that I need to go to church and, like, God can, like, heal me. Oh, James. Oh, James. What is she, ca she Catholic? No, she's like a hardcore, like born again Christian. Oh boy, uh, born again means uh, trouble. Yeah, and like she tells me, she she needs to start me going to church and like. Uh huh. What happened to her? Did her? Uh, did your dad try to kill her or something like that? Um. Well, my dad used to like hit her and stuff, and like she used to be all up into like, like she had lots of trouble with my dad. And, uh -huh. like, was she on drugs too herself? Mm, no, my dad was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was she into uh, Santeria or something? What's that? You know, uh, sacrifice chickens. Oh, she's um, a party hard, but I don't know. Yeah, she probably was in drugs, too. I've never met anyone who found Jesus Christ who didn't really need him. I guess. you got to be on death row. you gotta, you got to be in rehab. you got to be somewhere. you got to bottom out. Right, People well. that are going along fine, never find him. They don't need him. Yeah. He, he, uh, Jesus is uh, it's, it's like the uh, AAA. All right, all right. He, he, you don't call unless the car breaks down. You know what I mean? you got to be by the side of the road, Drew, with steam pouring out of the radiator before you call AAA. Otherwise, you don't call him. Same with the born-agains. All right, but let's stay with James' issue here. Just, like, wants to, like, right. have me, like, prisoner in my house now. Like, I can't use the phone. You're 18, James. Well, it's her house, isn't it? Can you get out of there? It's her house, you know, so I can't really, like... I want to move, but, like, right now, like, I have, like, a lot of classes during school because I'm trying to graduate. You actually sound like you're in pretty good shape having just been through something like this. I mean, I've talked to other... I was kind of hysterically, like, this afternoon, but <laughs> I'm better now. I, I talked to... I talked w worse than when Judy Garland died? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I've talked to other... Uh, just a little gay humor. I've talked to other gay men who have described... I thought it was rather vivid how it feels when your parents find out that they're gay or you're worried about them finding out. And this one fellow described it as feeling as though he was going to... will have killed his parents. Mm. Jewish guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give me the problem, I give you the religion. But the point is, I mean, it's an intense thing that, that when when parents do are not accepting, and when you know there's the relationships are sort of disturbed already. Uh, people have parents have difficulty accepting their children for separate, autonomous, complete human beings that have their sexual orientation. James, yes. Where are you calling from? One of those uh, uh, payphone because I oh. can't use the phone in my house. Right, I understand. Well, you're lucky we got to you first. All right, uh, yeah. James. Here's the deal. You're going to you're going to high school. Yeah. You're going to graduate in a, in a month or so? Like in about five weeks. Okay. Then what are you going to do? Uh, get a job. That's right. And then you move out, right? Um, yeah, but... In the meantime, here's what you do. Wait, wait, wait. I have more... Right. I'm not hanging up. I just, I, I can't... I, it sounds like the guy's calling from one of those uh, smog check centers or something. <laughs> he got uh, one of the cars up on the dyno tuner. Uh, your mom is a, a, a stupid woman. There's no doubt about that. And she's gullible. Oh. All the born-agains are gullible. Okay. So what you do is, please, Drew, they believe that. They're going to believe anything. Oh. Here's what you say to them. 
you know, uh, the devil got in me, but he's out of me. There's no speak her language. You know what I'm saying? Say what you have to say to get out of that house in one piece. Because you don't want her coming in your room and killing you. Uh, you know, uh, exercising the gay demons, right? So you're saying she's asking you to lie? She's demanding you lie. She would prefer it, and it'd be easier on you, and you got to ride it out. He may be in the house another six months or so. You know what I mean? He needs he needs smooth sailing here. Right. Tell I, her what she needs to hear. And in the meantime, what you really need are some relationships with people who have been through these sorts of things. So I would strongly urge you to call a gay and lesbian youth center near you. Most cities have them. And uh, get some relationships and some support from people who have been through this. This is why we usually tell people not to tell their parents until they have a foundation right. of relationships that they can fall back on in case the news goes awry. Right. Uh, the parents spin out uh, when they find this out, as James' mom has done. Yeah. I'm glad James turned out gay, though. I am. Because coming from this environment, you know what I mean? Could have been a real hood. Yeah. Now he's gay, he's fine. And we are better as a society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're not going to go out and kill anybody. He's gay. You know? He's going to meet up with a guy. They're going to be pissed at their parents. They'll hang out. they get a nice apartment. they keep it clean. It'll be all right. Somehow the, the, you're talking I like this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, he could be in a gang. He could be the, the angriest guy in the world. He could walk in some liquor store and, and blow your head off when you, uh, you know, walk out with a six-pack. Hmm. No, nah, James ain't gonna do that. And think about his family's mom's a little nutty, dad's violence, uh, violent. There's some drugs. Doesn't sound like he comes from the greatest uh, part of town. Oh yeah, he's 18. Yeah, could be a mess. Could be beating the crap out of people. Did you hear about that guy that blew himself up today on the freeway? Yeah, apparently yeah. this guy blew his head off uh, today driving. A, he, he, there was some sort of um, pursuit. He was driving around the freeways. And uh, then uh, he pulled over, and he got out of his car, and he sat. Well, he sat in his car for a while. Did you see it? He held out a, I heard he held out a banner about HMOs and how mad he is on them. It made some kind of statement about how they'd been driving him crazy. Right. And uh, lit himself and his dog on fire and blew himself up, and then shot, and then got out and shot himself or something. Right? Is that what you heard? It was HIV positive. Well, that was, oh. that came out later. Yeah. I I didn't know if it was an HMO thing or um, I think he was uh, gay bashing. He was just out of ink. No, no, it was an HMO. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he gets out of the car and he puts a shotgun under his head, yeah. under, in his mouth or under his chin, and uh, just uh, pulls the trigger, and it's all over the TV. Yeah. Well, I wasn't around to see it, and uh, I'm glad I wasn't. Yeah. I, only, I believe there's only so much room in your head for those uh, those sorts of images. Yeah. You know, you, you have a little uh, section of your brain that's filled with, uh, you know, puppy dogs and pornography, <laughs> things that really count. And then you have that little part that's uh, filled with, you know, JFK taking a bullet in his head and uh, yeah. seeing your dead grandfather lying in his casket and uh, watching uh, the wreckage of Pan Am Flight 800. And I believe when the part, uh, the negative part gets bigger than the other part, then you got a bad life. Yeah. Then you're unhappy. I think yeah. the happy people, the happy section is a, is a much, it dominates the brain. It's a bigger part of the brain. Huh? It's like, it's, it, it's more like. More compact. Yeah, what you need is, uh, like, if, if you've got a department store in your head, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, like a Macy's, you want it, you want, you want the negative part just to be the sporting goods. Not yeah. too big a section. Maybe the underwear. Not real extensive. Well, I said Macy's, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Macy's has a big sporting goods. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. That's just a corner of one floor. <laughs> it's there. If you, if you need to, you know, if you need to call, you need to, like, fake cry if you're in a relationship or something like that. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455.
I'm Ace Rockola. That is uh, Dr. Drew, board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. And uh, you ready to roll along here, Drew? Let's go. Candy. Yeah. You're 14. Yeah, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Okay. I'm afraid of commitment <laughs> with my boyfriend. She's 14. How old's your boyfriend? He's going to be 16 pretty soon. And what do you mean by commitment? I don't know. I'm afraid to get close to a guy and everything. You mean, how does that manifest? You don't want to have a boyfriend? You don't no, want to see I him so often? I boyfriend. I care for him and everything. Yeah. There's like I had some sexual abuse. And what happened? I was molested by my cousin and raped by another guy. How old were you when the first molestation occurred? My molestation, I started when I was six years old, uh-huh. and it went for about three years. How often did you see your cousin? Um, my mom didn't believe me when I told her, yeah. so she stuck me with him every day. Oh, my God. That's good parenting. And she didn't really care, in which I know I was taken away from her for child abuse. Yeah, well, now you can understand why you'd have difficulty trusting males. Did she yeah. go out of her way to stick her with uh, you with him? Yeah, and she would leave. And for how, how old was the cousin? Um, he was about 17, 18. And, and that was on your mom's side? Yeah. Okay, but... Um, I bet something happened to your mom, uh, actually, and uh, I bet she knew what was going on on some level. I told her, and she didn't believe me. Couldn't do it. No, no, I'm saying she knew, even though she denied it. Right. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, and so my boyfriend knew about it and stuff, and I was talking to him on the phone, and he was telling me about some girl that masturbates with a banana. Mm. And so I made some kind of comment back to that. And then he's like, well, what do you want me to do? And I ended up hanging up on him. Danny? Yeah? I know it's important that we hear what he said to you verbatim. Mm-hmm. But uh, if and he's going to use the F word when he uh, when he Expresses repeats things himself, to you, yeah. you, you got to leave that off the radio. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know how I always say F and this and F and that and frickin' this and F and this? Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, now, who raped you? I don't know the guy. What happened? Um, I was up at my, up at Lake Elmanor and around that area. Lake Elmanor? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful during the summer. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, Drew, uh, you open a wine cooler, you go out on a uh, hot August night, and you just sit in the lake up to your waist and just there, drink that wine cooler. Is there um, is that by Uncle Joe's, Uncle Sam's uh, general store? No, no, they tore that down. But it, it's it's beautiful country up there. Oh. Man, did I write some poetry when I was up there. Well, uh, anyway, sorry. Walden Pond. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I would go for daily swims every morning and in the evenings before and after the lifeguards left and came. So one night I um, went for a swim, as I usually did, and some guy just came up behind me and uh, dragged me off. Uh, uh. Oh, boy. Uh, did they catch the guy? Actually, I never reported it. Oh, oh boy. Uh, and... and uh, 
I was too afraid and everything. All right, Drew, let me ask you this. Oh, and Candy, don't take any offense to this, but, you know, we, we always talk about how people who are victimized make great victims and somehow predators know... Yep who they can victimize and they know who's uh, somehow not going to scream or not going to call the cops or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But this to me, and most of these people got raped later on after some molestation happened to them. It happened in some party and they right. were drinking right. too much. How bizarre they're, is this? They're somewhere they shouldn't have been. This guy's like Jaws. He yeah, but, smells it and goes out into the water and plucks her away. Well, that's what I'm asking. That's bizarre. What happened it? here? We, what would you reckon that 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 uh, that another girl wouldn't have gone out swimming after uh, at, at night, or the lifeguard went away? Or I think it's uncanny. I can't explain it. <sighs> uh, there may be some more obvious explanation, but uh, all right, you, you didn't know the guy. I never saw him before. No. Oh boy. Was it unsafe circumstances in some way? No. No. Uh, Candy. Uh, it sounds like your instincts not to get involved with the young man you are seeing now has nothing, has nothing really to do with not wanting to get close. Although I'm sure you have those feelings too. It sounds like healthy instincts. This guy sounds like an a-hole. He sounds like a jerk. Yeah. And I would suggest you don't get involved with him. All right. Drew, when are they going to come up with some? Yeah. Yeah. you've been through a lot. You're 14. I, I think you need to just um, take a little cool time out. off. Yeah. Cool this is not the guy. This right. guy really sounds abusive, and I'm surprised that you're not uh, pursuing him hotly. You know, hot pursuit of this guy because uh, yeah, that may that may may mean she's sane. It may mean this hope. Yeah. Oh, Drew, you guys got to work on some kind of drug that just uh, uh, just uh, shakes uh, people's brains like an etch a sketch. Can you do that? Like Gilligan's Island or something? Well, you I mean think about it. Somebody has something traumatic happen to them at age four, yeah. and it and it rules the rest of their life. Yeah. What the hell kind of plan was that, biologically or uh, psychologically, for the human beings? That's a horrible design. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, it's, it's like uh, you design a car with a fan belt that's inside of the engine, and you can't get to it. And if it, break, and, and if it breaks after 5,000 miles, that's it. You just live with it. it it's a horrid design. It, really, someone should have thought us out a little bit better. Michael? Yeah. You're 24. Yeah. Um, my question is mainly for, for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I do have an uh, alcoholic background in my family. My uncle is uh, is an active alcoholic as far as I know. He mm -hmm. drank himself into the street. <laughs> Whose brother? Your mom or your dad's? My mom's brother. Uh, then this question is about my mother. Uh, my young, I, I've moved away from home. I've, I've been living, uh, I was living nearby for about two years. I've been living far away for about eight months. And my little brother told me that he's a little bit concerned. Um, my my mother has had uh, migraine headaches uh, throughout as long as I can remember, and she takes a drug called Furacet um, for yeah. the headaches. Now she's taking Furacet with codeine or something, right? Um, no, I'm not sure. Um, my my brother said on the bottles it just says Furacet and Sandoz. Yeah, is the only thing on the bottles. She's got them all over the house pretty much. And my brother's a little bit concerned that that she may have a problem. He believes he's heard her take them when she didn't have a headache. And sure. she'd walk out to the bathroom and he would say, "Do you have a headache, mom?" And she would say, "No." But yet he just heard her take a pill. Sure, it's a weak barbiturate, so okay. she's she's barb dependent basically. Okay, because we don't hear about the barbs anymore. Because they're not as addictive and not as as uh, good. They don't work as well. What okay. were the big barbs? Second all and two and all. Wasn't there barbitol or is that uh, shaving cream? Yeah. Barbasol. No, there was a. There was a. Uh, uh, what the hell was that one? There was a barba something, wasn't there? 
Yeah, is that barbiturates? Yeah, barbiturates. And, yeah, uh, you don't hear about that. You don't hear about like well, uh, uppers and downers well, since and smack. The, and, you know, since we got to get some of that some good, terminology back. Yeah, yeah, we got. Hey, someone dig up Jack Webb. We got to get. We got to start working with the the goofballs and all that kind of stuff. The, the uh, since the benzodiazepines came around, which are more addictive and work better in terms of alleviating anxiety and things, people aren't as interested in barbiturates. Yeah. But furanol is one that's kept around. It's butalbital, and uh, it's a headache medicine. It's a decent headache medicine. But if people have an alcoholic biochemistry, it's not at all uncommon for it to slowly escalate and that to become a drug of choice. So, though it's, uh, I've only treated furanol dependency probably a half dozen times. Usually, it's with pain medication. It's usually the opiates that ultimately become the issue. But it's serious. It's any like any other form of addiction. It's needs she needs to be detoxed. The detox from from furanol can be rather treacherous. I, I've had some real weird, seen some weird reactions. Maybe I've treated it you know, 10 or 20 times if you're all dependency. Well, i got to give me some of that Valium. Never tried one of those. What's more powerful, Quaalude or Valium? Quaalude. Oh, really? Yeah. Get a Quaalude. Never had a Quaalude, uh, never had a Valium. I just always want to try it out. You've had Restoro. Same idea. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it didn't, didn't seem powerful enough. Uh, speaking of napping, I took the world's biggest nap today. <laughs> nice. Like three out, three and a half hours. I took one of those naps where I went to bed. It was 4.30, 5 in the afternoon. It was broad daylight, and I woke up, and it was pitch black. And if you want to know how lazy I am, my alarm clock, the time on my alarm clock has not been set for about two weeks because I sleep using an egg timer to wake timer? myself I used my egg timer. You just didn't set it on this time? Why? Well, I, I didn't because I went to bed at like 4.35 in the afternoon. I was free. I'll wake up in an hour, hour and a half. I woke up. It was pitch black. Uh, I didn't. The clock wasn't working. I had no. I thought it was 11.30 at night. Mm. Huge puddle of saliva on the pillow. <laughs> and that means I went down hard. I always know when there's, uh, when there's uh, a lot of slobber on the pillow. I really, I really was dreaming good. Yeah, it felt good. How come I slobber only like uh, once every uh, six months? Is that because I'm really out? Or yeah, what is you, that? You probably get your head positioned in such a way that you can breathe without that damn obstruction. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Got the fan blowing right in my face. It's huge. Nicole. Yes. You're 18. Yes. Um, I know how you guys are always saying that it's natural for people to have feelings of people of the same sex and everything. Um, but I've... I've known this girl for about three years, and um, I, in the past six months, I guess, I've been having some really strong feelings about her, and um, I just wanted to get you guys' take on it. You ever had any feeling, feelings about any other woman? Um, not really, no. So this is it? You had boyfriends? No. Never had a boyfriend? Oh, well, I have. I just don't have one now. Mm -hmm. you, you ever had sex with a male? No. No, not missing much. When you fantasize, do you think about women or men? I'm both. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. I do, too, except for the guys banging the woman, so I, I don't think it really counts. you got to think of them separately, right, Drew? Whatever. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you think her sexual proclivity I, is? I don't know. I don't think we can look in our crystal ball and predict this. is what she I'm asking Nicole. Out. Oh, you said her. Oh, you mean the other girl. Yeah. Um, Relax yeah. over there, buddy. Uh, she's straight. She is. Yeah. So you're just very attracted to her. Yeah. Yeah. People uh, people get that way when they're when they're younger. Guys get it with guys. Girls get it with girls. You know, it it doesn't always mean a lot. Although I think women are able to sort of blur the line a little more than men because I just have the theory about the commitment of the penis. I mean, with a guy, 
I don't know. In order to get engage in in a physical relationship, I mean, you, it's really a commitment. It really is. Somebody's got to have someone's penis in them somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And women, I think, I think they picture themselves like brushing each other's hair by, by the fire or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm watching uh, too many of those uh, too many of those movies. You know, like. Um, uh, portrait of a something. Oh, Emmanuel. <laughs> oh, what? I used to love watching those Emmanuels. You know, we had uh, on TV when I was a kid. You know, I was like 15. Yeah. We had on TV. It was the first cable ever. It was just a huge box with a big knob in the middle of it. It was either on or off. Right. And we turn it on. It just went. It was like, it'd be like if you had cable, but you only had one cable station. Right. And it was in the form of a huge box. It was like a novelty box. It yeah. didn't need to be the size of a milk crate right, on right. top of your TV set. And you turn that thing on, and I can remember looking at the on guide. Ooh, Manuel's coming on Friday <laughs> night at midnight. Oh, I hope Dad goes to bed by 11. I'm going to sneak in there and watch that Emmanuel. Oh, two weeks from now. Flesh Gordon. Remember they had all those 70s uh, novelty sex movies, like the erotic adventures of Pinocchio and, and stuff like that? They had all these, like... What are they thinking about? Well, they used there used to be a market for, like, R-rated erotica. You know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, now it's pretty much, it's, uh, it's you know, uh, anal bead porn, or it's just uh, straight movies. Right. But there used to be this whole sort of uh, B-movie, R-rated, low-budget erotica. That's sort of what the, uh, Boogie Nights is about, isn't it? No, Boogie Nights is hardcore porn. Mm. You mean the movie itself? The movie's about them trying to make those action films and stuff, right? Yeah, but that's all hardcore. That's hardcore, all right. This was a softcore, R-rated, 70s. They had movies like Flesh Gordon, which was a send-up of Flash Gordon, but there was, like, some nudity involved, but it wasn't penetration, and it wasn't graphic, and they had all these uh, fairy tale ones, too, Pinocchio and Cinderella, and they were sort of comical, low-budget, but, you know, if you watch for two and a half hours, you'd catch a boob. Of course, with the Two Moon Junction, yeah, that that's more of a later 80s, more serious uh, erotica. They used to have this sort of novelty stuff, and they had all that, like, gas pump girls. The, basically, the theme was um, some evil land baron was going to foreclose on some business. Car wash. So the chicks had to wash, uh, had to get in a bathing suit to raise money for something, and then the dog came by and pulled the top off while they were scrubbing down a van. But it, it was the greatest thing ever when you were 15, although you had to have a VCR in your brain back then because you saw that boob for half a second and you had to replay it in your mind. Now uh, you you comb over that stuff like the Bruder films or something one one frame at a time. But back then, forget about it. Imagine these kids today, porno on a big laser disc and a big screen TV. They got the stupid thing on one frame advance, high resolution. Oh, you punks! You don't know how good you got it. I just had a, a grainy picture in my mind, but I tell you, it worked. It was like listening to the radio. It was better than anything you have. All right, Drew. Let's take a break. Oh, that is my woman. in time to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's going to be doing something in time to the music <laughs> when we get back. Just okay. Natasha's voice, huh? I think he takes that Natasha 
and uh, drop. He puts it on a big loop, and then when it comes to saying your name and my name, you just hear his voice go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> she was a good guest. Engineer you know Mike. I mean, she was much better on the radio than, than television. Not that she, she was bad TV, but no. she was a great radio guest. Yeah, yeah. she was like, uh, you know, kind of wide open. Yeah. Good sense of, of course, humor. We, we didn't have our television act together yet by then. Probably was our fault. Mm, no, I blame you. Yeah, well, I Not me. Yeah, she was on. Well, the thing about the TV is, you, you, most of the good crap from this show comes from. Uh, you have to do a little digging before you get to the uh, buried treasure, and you, whatever you can get in two shovelfuls before you move on. That's kind of how TV works. So. Uh, Missed out on it. Right. All right. Phone number for Loveline one eight hundred L V E one nine one. Forget about the fax number. I'm looking down. Uh, you know, Bob Eubanks is coming in here in like three weeks. Sexy. How weird is that? <laughs> Thank you. And uh, for those people who don't know, who Bob Eubanks is he hosted the dating game or is no. it the newlywed game? Newlywed Sorry, game. That's newlywed the game. newlywed game for uh, a million years. years. Yeah. And he owns a bunch of radio stations and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, producer right. and yeah. yeah. Producer what? Ann said to me, <laughs> this is why we could never make love. We'd like bang heads. We'd love to be <laughs> paramedics so to find us both there. Oh, you'd just be laughing your ass off. <laughs> you'd laugh harder uh, than you've ever laughed at me. <laughs> Anything you've ever <laughs> Anything done. Anything I've ever said. Uh, even if I had my game face on. Can you imagine how funny I that would be? I can't finally, imagine. Finally, you found how to get laugh. looking up and seeing you, Adam. Sexy. <laughs> and then if I said something like really straight, like, you know you love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bob yeah. put together, like, compiled, like, all the best newlyweds. Oh, he did? Yeah. And what's he going to do with them? He put them on video, and I guess he's selling them. Well, Bob, um, I did it. The, the main reason, so Ann said, uh, do you, you want Bob Eubanks to come on? Uh, because most of our listeners probably aren't too into Bob Eubanks. But uh, I said definitely because I was the warm-up guy for a Bob Eubanks infomercial oh, about wow. six or seven years ago when um, my life and career was in the gutter. And uh, warm-up is the stooge that, uh, or the, I, I should be more kinder, the monkey that dances around on stage in between uh, takes when you're doing a TV show or an infomercial or you're shooting something. He's the stand-up comedian that gets up there and makes an arse of himself. Uh, that's what I did for Bob Eubanks' infomercial. Wow. So you know the career ain't going too good. That was on the, on the bottom of the warm-up scale. Yeah, it's even the bottom of the warm-up food chain. So, um... Uh, anyway, Bob uh, and I hung out and had lunch and stuff, and we had a good time. So I'm going to bring him in here and bust his balls a little bit. All right, Drew, you ready to move you on? Talk about your grandmother again? Tell a story. I don't sell. She's probably listening. You know, she well, listens. I, I would like about, to respond to her for about 20 minutes. Would you rather have me responding? All right, just remind me. I'll talk about. Uh, I'll talk about her at 11 o'clock. All right. All right. Grandma. Uh, I'm going to see her Saturday night. Oh, for Christ's oh, sake! Yeah. All right. Kathy. Yeah. You're 24. Yeah. Um, okay. I um, was in a relationship for about three years. And uh, we were going to get married and everything. We were living together for about two years. And uh, about, I guess, the last year or so of the relationship, he started getting into heroin real bad. Um, I had stopped doing drugs. I'd been clean for about a year and a half. I never really had a big problem before. But uh, he started doing that, and, you know, he was dealing a lot and out all the time, and I'm trying to have a normal life, and 
a bad way of coping. I started messing with it, too. And so we both got addicted. And he just got really out of control, started robbing and stealing. And so I left so I could go get my life together. And then I came back home. Two days after I left, I found out that he was in jail for trying to rob a diner. I was afraid to leave him because I knew he was going to go over the deep end. But anyway. Um, this is why I went drugs legalized, by the way. People just yeah. stay home and kill themselves. There you go. There you go. Definitely a good solution. But um, I ended up talking to him again, you know, trying to help him through his problems. And it was kind of a mistake because it just took me back to right back to where I was. And, uh, you know, he ended up killing himself over what he had done, you know, with his life. After they let him out of jail? Um, well, they put him on house arrest, and he decided to uh, run from that. Mm. And so I was helping him while he was out on the streets. And uh, he eventually, you know, he just kept living every day like he didn't care, you know, breaking the law and stuff like that. And, you know, eventually it catches up to you, so he ended up killing himself in jail. And um, How did he kill himself in jail? See, I don't know. It's, you know, it was in Baltimore, and um, I don't know, there's a lot of weird circumstances surrounding it. You know, I'll never know, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been like a year and a half, and, um, you know, I'm in N.A. and everything. Congratulations. But, um... She's in N.A.? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. doing you're doing okay. How long, are you in, how long are you sober now? Um, for about a month. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, first you know, six it's been kind of a struggle. You know, I haven't been, you know, strung out on it. I went to rehab um, about eight months ago. You know, I haven't been strung you gotta out. you got to be completely off the drug for six I months. Uh, without that, the biology continues to operate. It, it's, and the first 12 months is extremely difficult. It's the, the most important period in terms of being able to maintain long-term sobriety. Mm. The biology is profound for heroin. As far as the boyfriend goes, I mean, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of okay with it. I mean, how, how, how okay can you be with something like that? It's a disaster. It's a human tragedy. Uh, heroin's a horrible drug. It's, I mean, I, I was just thinking, uh, t- today I was talking to somebody about what amazing changes I've seen in people's personalities from that drug. People come into treatment when they're strung out on heroin and you, I mean, they're unrecognizable in terms of who they were before they got strung out on, on heroin. They are just wild, and their behaviors are impulsive and out of control and nuts. Two months later, you may you may have a completely normal person. You may have somebody who returns to their baseline. It's, it's a totally different person. You know so, what I was thinking? It's a good thing there's no uh, heroin for dogs. Yeah? Yeah. So they don't run, get together and run around and uh, run around. I was just box. thinking it's kind of weird... And maybe this or is or any a, other uh, animal, rhinoceros. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's a better one. Yeah, yeah, anything with uh, lots of teeth or maybe a horn. Yeah, uh, no, well, hell, even I mean, even like a skunk or something though. But I was just thinking, it's kind of weird that you. I was thinking, I always think in terms of animals, and I think of like humans as an animal. Yeah, and I think it's a bizarre that you ingest something and then you become a totally different animal. Yeah, I mean, your behavior changes entirely. It'd, it'd be the most bizarre thing in the world if you thought of any other animal in the kingdom. Meaning, lions act like lions and yeah. bears act like bears. But how weird would it be if a small section of bears was high on something uh-huh. and would, like, come into town and rob you or eat you while you're sleeping uh-huh. or, like, uh, try to bang your daughter? See, the, 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 uh, those animals are too busy trying to survive. It's part of Maslow's Triangle. <laughs> right, right. It's it's too bad, though. I mean, it, it's it's good because you'd be freaked out if, like, 
10% of dogs were strung out on something, yeah. like uh, 10% of humans are. Yeah. This is really a problem with being a human. You may walk in the liquor store, you may be fine, the guy behind the counter may be fine, the chick buying the cereal may be fine, but then one of the 10% may stroll in with a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. And that'd be weird if you're walking down the street and you're just passing dogs and everything's fine, and then one jumps out of a tree and lands on it. Yeah. Although it is scarier with people, because they can drive. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, guys. I'm getting frightened. Uh, and a question. Where are our calls from last night? We had two more that were supposed to be lined up from last night. Remember? Sue's got a mind like a steel trap. Right. I know, but Sarah. I know. There are two more, supposedly. What's going on there? Nothing. You're 18? Uh-huh. What's going on? What do you want? Uh, I want you. No, I'm just kidding. Huh? <laughs> I have this boyfriend. Yeah. Of course. And um, he, whenever we fight or whatever, and... I get really emotional and start to cry. Um, he gets sexually aroused by this mm -hmm. and immediately just wants to have sex. Like, he gets turned on. And I just wondered what, like, psychological reason causes this or something. It's not a good one, whatever it is. Uh -huh. We'd have to know more about him to know for sure what's going on. But it's not, not a healthy impulse. Okay. Yeah. There's always that makeup sex, which uh, seems to be the best. But this is a little bit different. Well, he's, like, highly sexually active, and it's, like, all he wants to do is have sex. Mm-hmm. But, oh. but um, lately, I mean, I'm getting pretty fed up with him. How old is he? He's 23. Mm. Uh, that's <laughs> Same thing for my mom. Yeah. But, oh, well, your poor mom. You know, there's nothing worse. Your your 18-year-old daughter becomes this sort of a, a, a essentially a blow-up doll. <laughs> for some 23-year-old guy with a uh, sexual uh, normal abnormality. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. He's basically going to, um, you know, hump her until she pops or springs a leak, and then he'll, he'll move on. And then that's sort of what that behavior... Well, he tells me that um, he loves me and, you know, that I'm the one he wants to be with or whatever, and that no one can take his heart from me. Do, do his actions... No, that's always fun. bad. Yeah, do, does it? Yeah, right. Do, do his actions suggest that that's true? Does he ever cheat on you? Does he treat you nice? Does he take oh, care he of you? He treats me like a queen, but he just once in a while just goes off and starts having sex with you know somebody. Oh, except for that. Yeah, except for that, he is just an angel. No, I don't. Think that. Nobody I mean, Sarah had that biggest smile all day. <laughs> he treats me like a queen. <laughs> Sarah, this guy is. A total schmuck. Three treats are like a queen. Though. I mean, this is a bad person. He he is manipulating you in an extraordinary way. Why are you so malleable? What, what happened to you? What oh. happened to me? Hey, do you have an older sister I can cheat on? <laughs> no, I mean, whenever I find out about it, I'm just like, okay, fine, I'll just go do whatever. Sarah, but what happened oh. to you? Oh, me? Yeah. What? What happened to you? Hold what on a second. Time right, for a love line rewind. Sarah, what happened to you? No, no, start with your first question. What did I ask you first? Why are you so malleable? Why are you so malleable? All right, we'll use a word everyone knows. And why are you so... Wait, 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 okay. All right, big love line rewind. He treats me like a queen. He really? looks at me with the look of love, and I'm the apple of his eye. He can't live without me. When he's not having sex with other women. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your question? So what happened to you, Sarah? Why are you so hmm? gullible? What? what? What happened to you? He, uh, uh, you know, he has good sex with me. <laughs> what happened to you? Oh, well, oh, you mean like when he has sex? Well, what happened to you? I'm like, whatever. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, Sarah? Yeah? All right, what happened to you? 
what happened to me? Yeah. What do you mean? Where's your dad? My dad is in the other room. Really? Your yeah. your real dad? Yeah, my real dad. He drank. Um, what happened to me, guys? Let me even. Does he drink? Does right, he... Oh, hold this. Let, let's go to break and we'll get to the bottom right. of this. There's kind of something had to happen to you, right? No, let me. Talk. Hold on. Right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on there. Man. Now she wants to talk. Oh, we're gonna open her up like a uh, big can of worms. Ah, Rick James. Saw him, you know, see him uh, on TV every once in a while. Nice guy, Rick James. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Forget about the fax number. True? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Sarah? Talking. Talk to Sarah. Okay. Sarah's 18. When we left off, she had Sarah... The ideal 23-year-old boyfriend. She's 18. Right. Treats her like a queen. Likes it when she cries, though. Kind of turns him on. Yeah. He turns him on when he cries. He has an overabundant sex drive. And uh, he loves her and treats her like a queen, except when she's having sex with other girls. Right. Yeah. He likes to have sex with other women, but her approach is uh, whatever. I just say whatever. Yeah, that's what she said. Sarah. Right. So we're trying to figure out what's wrong with Sarah, what happened to Sarah. Sarah? Yeah. All right. Um, Here's yeah. what I want to say to you. Okay. Don't repeat the question we ask you because <laughs> I will hang up. Okay. If we say, uh, what age did that happen? Don't go, what age did that happen? Just give us the age. Okay. All right. We don't want your defenses to kick in here. All right. Now, my finger's going to hover over the uh, drop button. All right. So what happened? Sarah? Um, well, I met him when I was 16 years old, and we always hung out. And my mom got overprotective. And no. What happened to you a long time ago? Oh, uh, I'm from a broken family. Okay. My Where? got divorced. You live with your dad now? Yeah. Because my mom kicked me out of the house when I graduated. That was my graduation present. From high school? Mm-hmm. Why? Because she didn't like the fact that I was dating the guy that I'm still seeing. This particular mm-hmm. guy. Well, and she's she's got a... Um, oh, and she has a small mean, point, but, you know, here's the deal, parents. You screw with your kids, um, you get to screw with them for about 14 years, and then they start effing with you. And uh, Drew sneezing in the background over there. But... I bet the more uh, Sarah's mom protested, the more she was into it. Oh, of course. I can remember doing that when yeah. I was like 16, 17. And folks tell me, uh, uh, we, we don't want you to do this or that. I'd be like, hey, screw you. Nah, I want to do it more. That may be why she's forcing this to work, to try to prove mom wrong. I think she just wants to screw mom. Screw mom. Yeah, but that's a bad mom. Stand with this. But anyway, so what, what happened around the time of the breakup? What was that all about? Um, and how old were you? The breakup with who? My parents? Yeah. Uh, I was eight years old, and I never really saw my dad much, and the whole relationship that my mom put into my head, you know, to make me create this image of my father was, you know, he wasn't worth anything, and I never really found out why they got Well, you got that image pretty clearly, and you've certainly found somebody to fulfill that role. Anyway, um, were they fighting a lot, beating each other up, that kind of thing? Was it uh, um, a real... No, real... One day, my mom was like, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't really remember a lot of my childhood because I tried to block it out. Because um, after my parents got divorced, my mom had a whole bunch of live-in boyfriends. Yeah, I became the mom to my brother and my sister. Mm. While All right. So this is this is pretty serious. Yeah. Stuff. You hate your mom. Yeah. I hate I mean, my mom, too. Yeah. I mean, parental is... No, you, you, no I, I don't hate my mom that uh, much anymore. <laughs> He's back in therapy again, Sarah. If you don't want to hate your mom... Yeah, you got to go to therapy. Hey, you want to go to therapy with me Monday? 
Oh, I can't. Monday I have psychology class. Hmm. Where? Yeah. Junior college? Um, I get, yeah, I go to community yeah. college. Yeah. That's junior college. junior college. Where do you go? I go to a place called Lord Fairfax Community College. Lord Fairfax? Yeah, it's in Middletown, Virginia, but next semester I'm headed to VCU. Okay, well, if you can make it out to uh, Studio City by Monday <laughs> and you bring $45, you can sit in with me. Okay, are you going to get my airplane ticket? Uh, I really can't provide. I will provide ground transportation. It'll be someone to meet you at the airport. Did any of these guys that your mom paraded around ever do anything to you? Um. Well, they were abusive to her. So you saw all that. All right. So, Sarah, this is your model for relationships. You're pissed at your mom. You feel abandoned by your dad. You have a sense that men are emotionally unavailable or abusive, and you, now you've cast the character. There he is. And this guy was 21 years old when he uh, began 16. his well, he, uh, lured are. sexual relationship with this 16-year-old Sarah. And the guy's a pig, please. Yep. Yep. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. Well, listen, if uh, you're 35 and she's 30, that's fine. You're 21, she's 16. You, gra you should be graduating college, or, or I don't even look at it. Drew looks at it at what year you are in college uh, when you're 20, 21, 22. I look at what year you are in work, which even makes you older. When I was 21, I'd been working construction for three years. I'd lived out of the house for two years. And the, the notion of going back and grabbing myself a 10th grader is just, uh, even to me, the uh, atheist pig from the valley, still a, a recalculous notion. Yeah. Rob. Whoa. You're 16. Yes, I am. What's happening? I saw um, Flesh Gordon about a month and a half ago. Oh, really? One of the movie channels. Yeah, it's a good movie, huh? It, I know. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I was about to turn it off. I was over at my friend's house because he's got all the movie channels and everything. Mm hmm And uh, we are sitting there, about six of us. And it looked like the cheesiest pile of junk ever. I know. And, you know, you know, here's why it's ruined for you. Because uh, you have a VCR in your room and queued up and is uh, Rancherama 56, uh, 120 of the best cum shots ever. And that's what you have to compare it to, right? Well, actually, you know what? This is right in my friend's living room. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you got, <laughs> good, you got good hard stuff uh, sitting at home, right? Oh yeah, I guess. Right. If you want that kind of stuff, I mean. But plus, you have all you know access to all sorts of other mediums. You know. Do you have do you, do you have a porno video? Not at home, no. You know. I don't use that kind of crap. You know. Can I say crap? What do you use? One of those um, uh, vibrating uh, simulated vaginas? Nah. <laughs> what do you use? He's into the he's into the hooch. Oh, you smoke weed? No, not at all. No. What are you into? I, I'm actually an athlete. Or really? Kind of. Yeah. What are you into? What sports? Junior pro biking, basketball, cross country, and track. Wow! See, true. He's no weedster. What do you do? Do you got, you got any nudie magazines? Mm -mm. Just girls. Oh, I don't believe that. I, I gotta be honest, though. I, I've listened to you guys for the past four years. Oh, since you're twelve. I, I, I want to be Adam. I, I'm reverting back to your uh, Booville stuff. Yeah. I want to be the official pimp of Booville. Oh yeah, we're gonna need. Uh, we'll probably need more than one. This is your friend Chris at sixteen. That's who you're talking to right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Rob was getting as much as Chris was. But uh, anyway, you saw Flesh Gordon. Yes, I did. And you saw the big claymated uh, monster, right? Yeah, you know what? You know what's the best of the ship? Yeah, it's shaped like a penis. Mm -hmm. Remember yeah. that, Drew? That was hilarious. Mm. I'm on the radio right now. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dad? Yep. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. I mean, like, uh, as soon as you guys called me on, I got all tense, so I just sat on the floor, and I'm, like, talking kind of loud, I guess. Right. Okay. You guys are, like, awesome. You're just my idols. Rob, it, Rob sounds so, uh, thank you, so healthy and so evolved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's talking uh, about penises in front of Dad. Dad walks in, tells him to excuse himself. Uh, Dad, you uh, don't let the uh, door hit you in the ass on the way out. All right. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze in uh, one more call here. Josh. Hello? You're 16. Oh, cool, cool. Hi. Yeah. Um, I just had a question. Hi. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like, recently and stuff, um, I started, like, doing LSD and ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, uh, I've been, like, mixing them. Yeah. LSD and ecstasy? Yeah. That's yeah, a bad combo. What do you do? Do you, what do you do with that? Smoke it? You eat it? The combo? The pills? No. Oh. Yeah. Lick or whatever. All kinds and, of things. Um, I just wanted to see, like, what are, like, the long-term effects? Am I, like, growing well, messed up? Yeah. There are two big things uh, that, that really concern me. Aside from the fact that you can get some very serious acute problems or problems now where you can get paranoid and disorganized and do crazy things, there's compelling literature now that shows clearly shrinkage of an important part of the brain when there's exposure, and it's only in males that it's been proven, interestingly. Yeah. Well, because women's brains aren't as big. Well, right. Actually, they're bigger. And uh, Yeah, but all, a lot of that is just uh, has to do with nails. <laughs> you know, there's a huge compartment of the brain, the whole inside of the female brain. It has to do with nails, cuticles, pedicures, manicures, uh, stuff like that. So anyway, that the shrinkage of the right frontal lobe, and, and aside from that, which obviously has tremendous implications for your personality development and your intellectual development and your emotional development, uh, there is, I, my experience, people who use these drugs at all with any degree of regularity, maybe more than six or seven times, and particularly anybody who uses it before the age of 16 or 15, uh, has chronic depression. All right. So, Josh, stop now, and you'll be fine. And we'll be we back. Is. I like those Marcy Playground guys. Uh, all right. Let's take a little 10-second break. We'll uh, be right back with uh, Grandma. Oh, yeah. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KROQFM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world-famous K-Rock. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Ace Rockola. That is Dr. Drew. It's about Grandma. Yeah. All right. Well, so the story goes or, or begins when uh, me and uh, my girlfriend Lynette go by to uh, pay her little visit last Sunday. Swing by. She's glad to see us. Uh she listens to like the first fifteen or twenty minutes. I I'm hoping of the radio show uh, a couple nights a week. About a week ago, when uh, I did this TV pilot, it was kind of a big deal, and I didn't have any of my family members there or, or anything like that. And I, I sort of told them what's going on, but not quite. Or my family doesn't really things like don't that. register too much. I mean, they're here's like the verbatim conversation I would have with them. What's uh, what's going on with the TV? What is the TV pilot? It's uh, prime time for uh, ABC, an hour long. Oh. Oh. How'd it go? Good. Good. Went real good. 
Okay. Your sister called from Germany uh, the other night, and she wants to... That's about as much as they get into it. They'd like to know, you know, they'll know what's going on, but they wouldn't dream of saying, like... They'd never say, like, well, wait a minute, when do, you, when do you find out, or what's going on, or uh, who did this, or how much did it cost, yeah. or... Anything. They wouldn't even say, like, are you... Are you starring in it? Yeah. They don't want to know, like, uh, did, did you write it, or mm. are you acting in it, or is it a sitcom? It's just, you know, no, there was kind of like, what is it? And I said, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a variety thing. And okay. But mm, they move on. Mm. And so they're interested, but they're not, you know, not that interested. Anyway, my grandma was listening, and uh, the night I was telling Drew that the family wasn't really that all that interested in what was going on, so she decided to confront it, uh, confront me with it. And I was just telling through this during the break, and this is why we're talking about it now, which is uh, my grandma was arguing with me that, of course, she's interested. They've always been interested. And where did I get off uh, saying on national radio that they weren't interested? And I said, uh, Grandma, what is the only thing I was interested in from age uh, 7 to age 19? Football. That was my life. That's what I thought I wanted to do for a living. That's the only thing I was good at. Lord knows I was the world's crappiest student. I was a ceramics major. And I think I was pre-ceramics in junior high, if there's such a such a thing. Football's the only thing I ever did, and it was my life. It was my identity. From age 7 to age 19, I played this football. Yes? Yes. Okay. I played these football games within a... Uh, I, the home field was a half a mile from uh, where you live. Yes. yes. Did you ever go to one game? Ever? No, but... I wasn't interested in football. I don't like football. It's your grandma talking. Right. I said, okay. My mom went to four games. No, my mom went to two games. My dad went to four games over a 10 or 11 year football career. I said, now you understand where and why I can say that on the radio, don't you? Well, but I, I didn't like football. I don't, I don't like it. It's a very violent sport and there's nothing for me there. And uh, that's, uh, that's the lie. That is called, that is called total empathic failure. And she's pissed at you too, Drew, by the way. So for, watch for, out. For feeding into this? No, she was pissed at you because, uh, the, uh, the time, uh, when my grandfather died and you were, um, um, consoling me and you said, well, you knew, you said something like, you were, you were trying to be nice. You said, yeah, you, you knew he was sick. It wasn't a surprise. Uh. She was pissed that that, uh, that uh, she told me to tell you that uh, it's it's just as painful uh, whether it's a, a shock or not. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I know. I said Drew was but, just trying to be nice. But, but you had been sort of preparing for it for yeah. a while. It wasn't. It wasn't a sudden. I, I, I told her quiet down with that. But I don't like uh, her. Only I can badmouth Drew. That's what I told. Her. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's true. I mean, that empathic failure is really what is the cornerstone of abuse. Unless you can identify what a child is feeling and what they need. And take yourself out of that equation and provide that to a kid. You're abusing the kid. But she didn't like football. Yeah, that's well, the argument. Well, no one liked football. I wish I'd gotten to something that uh, the family liked. That'd be uh, the world's healthiest guy right now. Although I probably wouldn't be on the radio. Mike, Mike, you there? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, you're 29. What's happening? Well, I'm hoping you can uh, give me some advice. Oh, tell you what I'm hoping. I'm going to my mom's for dinner Saturday. You hope your grandma didn't just hear what you yeah. talked about. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you may have a good story Sunday. I want to meet your grandma. She sounds <laughs> wonderful. You have? Oh, haven't you? No, I've never actually met Oh, she is such a... She's dynamite, this yeah. lady. All right, Mike, go ahead. Is it better now? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I hope you have a good life with your grandmother. Oh, um, boy. My wife and I, uh, we've been married for a couple of years, and uh, we've been having some problems that... Uh, uh, it's very painful for her when we 
uh, have sexual intercourse. And this is something new? Uh, it's been going on for a while. Uh, we did talk to uh, one doctor who just kind of blew it off and said, well, she's been a virgin and now she's having sex and it'll eventually go away. How long has this been going on for? Uh, two years. She oh, was, she's got two. a child now, too, and it's still. Oh, for crying out loud. She was a virgin when you met her? Yes. How old is she? Uh, she's 21. 14. Yeah. No. Oh, wait a minute. She's 21? She's 21. When you met? She's 21 now? She's 21 now. Yeah, yeah at 19. <laughs> Yes, we married. In, she was nineteen when we got married. Uh-huh. When did you? When did you? Nineteen, we got married. When did you meet? Uh, about six months before that. So she was eighteen. Yeah, make it a year. Yeah, okay. maybe seventeen. Uh, and uh, so she was eighteen. You were uh, what twenty six or yeah. something? That yeah, twenty six, twenty seven. Mm, it's a little pathetic, but all right. You seem like a decent well, guy. Now wait a minute. We uh, nailed Sarah's boyfriend for at uh, twenty three. She was 18. Of course, it was a different circumstance. You know, we it, both met at college. As sad as this sounds, all right, but you were you were uh, pushing a mop bucket around, and she was a uh, sophomore. That's the difference, <laughs> you bastard. What did you do at that college? Uh, pardon me? Were you a student there? Yes, a student. Junior college? Yeah, it was at a community college. Oh, please, of course. That's what happened. Uh, kid doesn't have, The kid should be taken away. Get it, got right. two they're, junior college alumni raising one fine. child. They're doing fine. But anyway, look, Mike, uh, it, is it at the time of penetration that she has pain? At the time of penetration is okay, and when it's going all the way in, it's okay. It's that middle area that causes pain. But is it, is it right at the time in which you're you're beginning the whole process? Uh you mean it lasts through the whole... Is it something is it, you're able to have sex for a while and then it starts hurting, or is it right away, right at the beginning? It's right away. And is it, is it, does she describe the pain as burning or crampy, or what is, how does she describe it? Just sore. And it's not like a, a sharp pain. So you try a lot of lubricant? Uh, we've done that also. They're not doing it, huh? It, does she, do, you, do you have any difficulty penetrating? Not or at she, all, not no, really. No. Because hmm. usually uh, the most common reason for pain with intercourse is uh, something called vaginismus, which is a spasm of the pelvic musculature. Uh, beyond that, she obviously doesn't have ovarian cysts or endometriosis, at least if you've been properly evaluated, which it sounds like she had. She's already had a child, so there's not issues of uh, anatomy so much. I don't know. Um, it sounds suspicious. Mm-hmm. It sounds suspicious that there's there may be a, a psychological base for it. Well, she's, uh, you know, she's got a kid out of there, and you're using a lot of... Um, lubricant. Lubricant, and she was a virgin and in junior college. At 16. Or 17. Eight, yeah, but 18, 19. Not many, there's not any virgins in junior college. I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. Mike? Yeah. Uh, did she have some strange religious affiliation? I wouldn't call it strange. Oh, here we go. But it is a religious affiliation, yes. What's the deal? Uh, no sex until you're married. Oh. According to what religion? Uh, LDS. Oh. Saturday Oh, boy. Yeah. It could be a weird guilt thing going on here that's causing well, pain. Let, let's not let's not just pin it on a specific emotion, except to say that it, she's nervous, she's anxious, she can't relax, and that can certainly cause these sorts of symptoms. Does she complain of that kind of thing? Well, she's actually listening right now, so and she's nodding her head. No, no, oh, nodding her head. No, <laughs> <laughs> we know what he no. meant. Hey, is there any oral sex? <laughs> uh, 
various. Depends on the uh, day, yes. All right, all right. I just want to know how seriously she was taking that LDS stuff. <laughs> Does she have um, pain? Well, oh. I wouldn't exactly go around and, and broadcast that. But all right, uh, sorry. We've been trying to experiment with different different ways and try to, you know, get rid of the pain. Or, you know, sometimes we don't even have intercourse at all because... That's fine. Does she have pain at any other time, like just pelvic pain generally? No. No, no it's just during actual intercourse. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Very strange. She, she I, needs to have her... Uh, she needs a, a priest to, <laughs> like, uh, splash some holy water on her crotch. Well, but There's I, something going on here. She needs I think it's a little psychological uh, thing. Well, I, I, don't, I, I really don't know. And okay. I think she needs to establish a relationship with a physician whom she can talk to. Do they have LDS gynecologists? I'm sure. And, uh, they do? There's, oh, there's they're, no they're LDS medical school nearby here. Wait a minute. What else? Uh, what other religion is LDS? Uh, 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 Mormon. Oh, it's Mormon. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Why don't they just pick one? It's very confusing. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, um, drop uh, the Latter-day Saints thing. That's fine. Uh, drop the LDS. It sounds like a syndrome. <laughs> Didn't it? Yeah. Learning disorder syndrome. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like uh, somebody's got a palsy or something. LSD. What do you got? LDS. L <laughs> yeah, it's like, we had to pull Jerry out of school. How come LDS? Ooh, it must be tough. How are you and Bob coping? <laughs> you know, doesn't, doesn't but, it seem like but something? The disappointing thing here is that she couldn't uh, talk to a doctor about it and get some evaluation and see if she could get some help with this, and that's what needs to be done. I mean, she shouldn't be embarrassed by it. I mean, this is yeah. a common problem, and... She needs to go talk to somebody, be evaluated, and figure this out. Joe. Hello? You're 13. Oh, yes. Um, Hold on. I'm trying to figure out what religions have made fun of. Say Judaism, uh, Latter-day Saints, uh, slash Mormonism, uh, Christianity, I believe I got. You, yeah, you, you're all... Yeah, I'm seeing you if I can... You said something about finding Jesus and... Yeah, I'm looking to get a Jehovah's uh, Witness well, you, you, you before the night's born, out. Born-again Christians. You were on Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at my uh, religious offense list here, and I'm looking. Um, uh, we we got I got to get a Muslim and a Hindu before the night's out. Joe. Joe. Yes. What's going on? Well, my problem is I'm 13, and uh, one of my best friends is a girl, and uh, she asked me out, but I don't think I like her that way. But I, I, I really, she's like my best friend. I don't want her in the relationship. Then you have to tell her exactly that. Okay. You have to you have to tell her that. If Play you're... stupid. No. Don't because it's going to be awkward and weird and screw I'm up the like friendship. Really you just got to be real, direct and real honest with her and let her know how much you actually do care about her. And I bet she'll she'll be all right. Yeah, try to sound mature. It's different than if a guy is put to that. It's great level. because a guy was, uh, um, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's funny about guys and ladies. Believe me, when the thirteen, fourteen, fifty-year-old guy gives you the mature <laughs> speech, uh, rest assured, he's not attracted to you. Because um, he's saying, um, you know, we've uh, known each other since uh, the uh, fifth grade. And I believe the bond, the platonic bond that we have is more powerful than uh, the potential um, uh, relationship we may have. And I don't want to jeopardize it. Um, meanwhile, the guy was uh, humping a hollowed out melon rind uh, <laughs> two nights before. You grossed that out. You did yeah, it. I took a uh, half you a cassava it. melon, he yeah. put it in the microwave, put a hole in it, and was humping it away, but he's having a very mature speech about uh, not breaking the sacred platonic bond that friends have and crossing that line. Joe, you're, she's uh, she's not attractive? Oh, she, she's okay. Yeah, but you're not into her physically. Well, I could, I could be, but we're just really good friends. Yeah, but if she looked like Claudia Schiffer, you'd drop that in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, just be nice to her. Thanks. Just be nice. Can I say hi to my friends? Yeah, go ahead. 
Just stick to the mature. Just stick to. <laughs> oh, and answer. Okay, it's only thirteen. Joe, you're their heroes. Oh, oh. <laughs> just back to that. I feel like a big sucker Man, now. I feel like a chump now. All right, what are these guys' names again? Uh, Ann was talking while you were saying it. Evan. Evan. Richard. Richard. And Arturo. And Ar Arturo. Yeah. All right. Those are my boys. Yeah, that, um, his parents call him Little Munch. That's Little Munch? Yeah. Arturo? Yeah. Because um, he's good at oral sex? I don't know. Oh. Okay. 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my posse. <laughs> All right. Where are, you, where are you calling from? Sacramento. Sacramento? Yeah. Next time I'm out there, I'm looking you boys up. We're going out for a knee high. Okay. All I right, did a morning show in Sacramento the other day. Yesterday, before yesterday, when they, it was yesterday. For Christ's sake, it was yesterday. Really? Oh, my God. You're spinning, Drew. Oh. I was telling people. I wonder I feel so crappy. I, I was praising you uh, today, Drew, in front of the uh, Loveline guys, uh, the Stone Stanley guys, and uh, Jimmy and a, and a couple other guys, saying just how uh, amazingly acute your mind is and, and how uh, you have this ability to function off of uh, two or three hours sleep without missing a beat or dropping a word. And I was describing how we went and did two of those back-to-back -back Jenny Jones shows for an hour and how you didn't drop, a, you didn't miss a beat. And I was thinking about it when you were telling this 16-year-old uh, tonight about uh, making the speedball and, and smoking <laughs> that. And I thought, you know what? Your mind is like a uh, garage that's never had any junk stored in it. you got a clean mind. You mean any, any drug stored in it, you mean? Yeah, like, you know, most people, by the time uh, they get... 30, they smoked half a pound of weed. They've uh, vomited uh, several dozen times from, uh, you know, drinking too much booze. They've uh, tried a tab of acid or a hit of this or a shot of that. You know, they've done a lot of stuff. And they haven't really exercised their mind that much. Right, that's the other thing. You don't, I don't even think your mind is that much sharper than a lot of people's. I think we've all dumbed ourselves up. Yeah. I think that's what it is. If you want to go ahead and compliment me for uh, not missing a beat on that crappy Jenny Jones uh, show, uh, you can go ahead and jump in at any point now. Yeah, you were wonderful, uh, but <laughs> you right. needed to sleep on the floor of the dressing room for two hours. But uh, Yeah, uh, but like that helped. No, actually, no, no, no. Listen, Asshole you, intern play, hey, coming in wanting me to sign a, a you're release. Cap you're capable of saying anything. Let me, let me uh, okay. give you a different yeah, go ahead. one of Hurry. those. You, you normally function on two or three hours of sleep. You don't sleep right. Oh, that's true. I wish the hell you get your sleep treated. You'd be you'd be so you'd be so much happier, more comfortable. I'm gonna get I'm my nose fixed. Happy I feel today when I'm having had proper sleep with jet lag and all that. Anyway, I did a TV show in Sacramento, so it was one of the better little morning shows we came. Really? Good morning, Sacramento. Yeah, something like that. They they all they all go with the good morning. Raymond, you're thirty. Yeah, I get my nose operated. I want yeah. to talk to Doctor Marcel. He can yeah, do my I, deviated septum. No, no. And give me a boob job. Yeah. He do that, but I don't, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> oh, he's gonna kick you in the nuts. Well, he could give you a boob job. I'm sure he could. Oh no, he told me he knew a good ear, nose, and throat yeah. guy. Give me his number, and I also want to talk to his jeweler too. Well, you ought to. <laughs> you ought to have a sleep study done first to make sure uh, that's the problem. I don't sleep well enough for a sleep study. Yeah. It's too big a pain in the ass. I'll never fall asleep. I have to masturbate. I need my little fan. I like to watch TV. There's no way I'm lying on some army cop with a bunch of grad students looking through a window at me like I'm in an aquarium. No possible way. Just fix my nose and give me a sleeping pill. Raymond? Yeah. What's going on? Well, my question is to uh, Dr. Drew or either one that can help me out here. Um, my problem is 
when I'm having uh, sexual intercourse with my wife, um, I I get off way too quick. Mm-hmm. How quick? Um, <laughs> within five minutes. Where are you from, Raymond? I'm from Kentucky. You know, uh, now don't take this the wrong way, but guys from uh, Kentucky and in parts of um, parts of the uh, Midwest were just not meant to talk about graphic sexual material. It just comes across like a hee-haw sketch. Sketch it went wrong. It it just sounds bizarre. <laughs> the guys from New York were tailor. The, yeah. This is a dialect that's tailor made to talk about sex. Because I'm um, banging his uh, wife, and my nads are slamming up against her, and my dang little junior's not cooperating. But uh, there's something about that uh, that um, Kentuckian it's too gentlemanly dialect. Huh? Yeah, just it's uh, it, it doesn't sound right. All right, so anyway, it's like uh, some British uh, Oxford professor talking. About, right? <laughs> yes, I'm getting the chills. All right, but Raymond, uh, first of all, five minutes is not. Uh, Extraordinarily quick. It's not a marathon, but no, uh, well, I don't feel like I'm satisfying her. Does mm-hmm. she complain about it? Well, she don't. But I mean, I just don't feel like I'm. I'm satisfying her. Do I don't you have a like sense I'm, that there's a problem with her? Do I mean, what? Do you have a sense that she has a problem with it? Yeah, I do. I do. Why don't you I mean, talk to her about it? Admit it. Why don't you talk to her about it? We have. And she just she says, you know, it's fine. It's no big deal. But to me, it is. Uh, maybe it is no big deal. Yeah. I mean, God bless anything? him for worrying about it, though. Yeah, stop trying to talk him out of it, Drew. Well, yeah. but uh, uh, all right. I mean, I would like to give my wife more pleasure than all right. Five do you minutes. do you do you suspect that she's she's not having an orgasm? Well, it depends on on how long we go without having sex. I mean, there's sometimes she'll have two or three orgasms within that five really? minutes. Wow, well, and. Okay. Well, God bless him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's what you can do. I I don't know of any technique to necessarily add time onto the sexual well, experience, can... other than I would say if the guy has not uh, relieved himself uh, in a week, he's much more apt. Oh yeah. To go off a little quicker, and if he could sort of, you know, uh, take care of a little business on his own at uh, two in the afternoon, and then uh, hit take a shower, and then him and his wife got intimate at seven thirty at night, I, I think that could add a few minutes. Yeah. Now, uh, I would say though, you can never go wrong with just more oral sex on a woman. And guys, all you guys out there who don't think you're cutting it uh, from an intercourse standpoint, uh, just let your mouth do the talking. Yeah, kind of made sense. Yeah. All right, more of that. You're fine. And that's what they want anyway. And uh, instead of uh, trying to add a precious 45 seconds or a minute and a half to the intercourse, which she's not really nuts about anyway, just get more into the oral scene. All right. Drew's going to make a phone call, so we got to go. Man, who knows my new name? That was the first uh, breaker I've had uh, with the new name. Hey, I mean, Liner. What's a breaker? I don't know. <laughs> I fear if I put an er at the end of it, it sounds like radio. All right. Hey, you know, uh, I saw the uh, ne- next week coming up, uh, Harvey Danger's going to be in here. Uh, he sings that song I really dig. And uh, then uh, Edna Swap's going to be in here, too, who sings that uh, song that Natalie Imbruglia, however you pronounce her name is, is uh, singing... What's the name of the song? Torn? Yeah. It's a good song. 
I like it. You know, and they were kind of, I saw them this morning with the morning show. They're nice. Uh, they're into the love line, and uh, we'll see them uh, next week. They did that song live on, on the morning show. It sounded really good. You know that song, Drew? No. No. You like it. That Natalie uh, Imbruglia is like, really cute. You see her on that video? Yeah. 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 The Edna Swap girl's cute, too. Mm. Hey, my man Todd Natalie's McCormick. Natalie's listening. We sent her a bunch of tape. She's listening to see if she wants to come on the show. Oh, please. She better jump on this one. Well, that's the truth. She's going to be um, hanging out with Kim Carnes at some bar uh, a year from now. <laughs> Believe you me. Believe me. Cokes <laughs> are on to the show. Please. Is Todd McCormick she took coming someone, up? She covered someone's yeah. song. But he's coming up with uh, one of the... Uh... Who's Todd Mc... ask Brett. Brett. Who's Todd McCormick? He's the guy that got arrested for growing 6,000 pot plants in his house. Oh, he is? So huh. He's going to bring Brett... Uh, Harrelson. Brett Harrelson. Good. He gave me a pair of sunglasses last time I saw him. And then Two Live Crew will be on. Have we ever had Two Live Crew on Never. since I've been on this show? Never, ever. Period. All right. My favorite uh, TV moment came when um, Sam Donaldson or Peter Jennings was doing the uh, evening news and he said, um, this is uh, five years ago, a uh, controversial rap group, True Live Crew, was arrested in Dade County, Florida, for singing their controversial rap song, Me So Horny. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is that when you're sitting in your living room? Um, uh, and then he, he goes right on. And the best was, he like, went right on. Um, Serve troops in Bosnia. <laughs> It was uh, it was just awesome with the me so horny. I, I wish I had that on a. On a and, you, uh, and you couldn't recreate that in a skit. Oh it's no, it's, it's real and it's that was golden, so man. Yeah. I don't think those guys even read the teleprompter anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think they they, they register what's going on. They don't even get a heads up on it. Right. It's just that, that thing just spins around and they just read it. Yeah. Me so horny. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah. You're nineteen. Yeah. What's going on? Um, well, my friend and I, we black out, like, every time we drink, regardless of how much we drink. Oh, yeah. Um, like, even if we just have, like, one or two beers, we won't remember everything. Really? Yeah, but you a lot of the just, time, yeah. And we, like, can't control our drinking either. Right. And we've, is... we've heard that, like, because both of our families are, like, alcoholics. alcoholics. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of wondering if we're heading to that direction. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're, you're well in. You're, by the way, on a collision course with rape, too. We know. We both have that problem as well. That's happened? Yeah. Uh, with both of us. Uh, really? Yeah. Jeez, I feel bad now. Like, I, like I willed it on you. What happened? <laughs> no, you didn't. What happened? Well, last year we both lived in the dorms, and um, we were just drinking, and, like, I guess we, we both got taken advantage of by guys in the dorms, um, which was not cool <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, that's my... Uh, in California? No, no. Well, I'm, we're actually in Chicago. It's against the law in California. Okay, guys learn that early, though. As yeah. uh, as my buddy the Wheeze would say, uh, juice them up and go. That was always... Uh, really? I think he was taking uh, taking that off a old Sizzler Hot Wheel ad or something. But uh, it's it, it's true. Guys know when women get loaded, uh, that is, uh, that's the time to loot. The store's open. You got a few minutes. You get in there. You something. get what you can get. Did the Wheeze get some action? The Wheeze? 
<laughs> oh, have you met the Wheeze? Oh, yeah. uh, been yeah. here a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Wheeze, uh, the, the Wheeze has swung very successfully for many really? years. Oh, yes. The women love the Wheeze. Maybe I missed a side of him. Yeah, he may have been a little grungy when you saw him. The Wheeze cleans just up nicely, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he just got his hair cut, put a little uh, pomade in there. No, he's cute. I call him Smurf. <laughs> we slept on the same futon for five years. Uh, Nicole, I, I, uh, one of the signs of alcoholism is, is blacking out. Yeah. Okay, frequent blackouts is obviously more of a sign. I, I've heard I, I, what your question is, why is it was so little, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, are you drinking every night? No, actually, like, the thing is, we can go for a while without drinking, but then we dr when we drink, we can't stop. Like, yeah. we'll keep drinking, keep drinking, and then we won't get drunk for the longest time, and then it'll hit us all at once. Well, one of, the, one of the markers for alcoholism is being able to so-called handle your liquor. Yeah. Alcoholics tend, tend to be the people that can drink people under the table in terms of the intoxicating effects. Yeah. But the euphoric effects and the stimulant properties and the reinforcing properties of the drug kick in very early. So it tends to affect your judgment. And the blackout issue, I'm not sure anybody's adequately explained why it tends to happen to people who are alcoholic. I had always thought it was because you were drinking rather regularly, and so the threshold for blackout is sort of diminishing day in and day out. And or your liver maybe have difficulty uh, metabolizing the alcohol as you sort of overwhelm the system. In your case, it doesn't sound like that's happening. We don't really know why the blackouts happen in the pattern that you're describing them. I've heard it before, and it's always in the setting of alcoholism. All right. Michelle. Hello. 17? Yeah. What's going on? Um, I don't know if you guys remember. I called about two weeks ago, and um, uh, I'm 17, and I'm married. And um, I've been married for about nine months now. And, um, yeah, I remember this. I, it seems to me more like a week ago than it does two weeks, but it could be me. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that yeah, I know I know it's more than a week because oh, okay. um, the about a day after the day after about um, that I called, I started my period and had that for that week. And um, the thing was, is that because we hadn't been having sex at all or anything, mm -hmm. and it was like as soon and I noticed and I thought about it later that. The times when he, like, wants anything from me is when I am on my period and he knows that we don't actually have to have mm, sex. You know diabolical. I mean? So it's like he knows that, you know, he'll be the one getting all the pleasure and I'm, you know, I mean, it's all for him. And so then, and it was like as soon as I was done, he was like, oh, no, I don't, you know, let's wait a little bit until you know for sure or that kind of stuff. And until you know for sure what? That I was done completely. You With know, your period. I mean, uh. Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, how old is this guy? He's 21. That's right. You've been married for nine months. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, this isn't the one where you had sex on your honeymoon and... That was it. No, that was yeah. something else. No, that... I never said anything. That was another call. Yeah. yeah. yeah sorry. What is, tell us again what the problem was here. Sorry. Well, the thing is, is that it's like I could... I mean, I could, like, start having sex with him. And just a couple of days ago, I mean, I was... I was touching him and doing, you know, stuff to him and everything. And um, he was, like, just laying there. I mean, we were laying in bed, and he was just laying there. He wasn't even, I mean, he was responding, of course, but he wasn't, like, he just was laying there. Uh, what is your question? What's the question? Okay, the thing is, is that, he, and he'll be like, I'll ask him if he wants me to, you know, I'll be like, do you want me to stop? And he'll be like, whatever, if you want to, if you don't, whatever. And it's like he doesn't, like, want to do anything. Oh, man, we can, I could be doing anything to him and it's like right. he doesn't respond back All right, but what what is your question okay the thing is is that i mean what can i do to like um get him more interested i guess mm. and the thing is is that i mean i talk to him um, i try to talk to him about sex and he doesn't want to he just doesn't want to talk all about right, it like, all right what's he do for a living 
He works at a press shop, printer. Uh-huh. You, do you have any kids? No. That's good. No kids, right? No. Not for a while? No. How old is he? he? He's 21. Do you want any kind of birth control? No. Unless you get some. I've never, I've never been to a gynecologist before. Well, that's very important that you go. Yeah. All right? Hey, hey, Michelle. You heard Michelle. a call. We had, was it last night? We had a, somebody who was, had, a, had a potential the sister. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I listened. Hey, listen, Michelle, I don't want to put a curse on this relationship, mm-hmm. but I don't give it two years. See, that I already talked to him about it a couple of days ago. I told him that I wanted to separate, hey. and he, like, I don't know, he said that I, we couldn't because he says that we're, like, bonded together now and all this stuff, and it's like... Ooh. Something's weird about him. Nah, it's just... Uh, well, he, but, we were both virgins when we went right. together. But here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Michelle, Yeah. listen to me. I am so tired. I'm sick and tired of being right about everything all the time. Isn't that a cool statement, Drew? It just I'm make, sure make me wrong this one time. This relationship is not going to last two years. The last place you want to be is have yourself a nice six-month-old when this guy moves out of the apartment. You understand? That makes you a 19 with an infant, and you go on, uh, you know, uh, state support, whatever, and you have trouble getting dates because you got to get a sitter. It's a disaster. Uh, God is my witness, do not have kids before the age of 23. Give it some years. Mm-hmm. Please, and you have I mean, to get on birth control. Is it, is it, I mean, I, I, I used to think about our future together, and now it's like I don't think right, well, I mean, as far as like, I for, if you is real, it better to just end uh, it now? I mean, well, it's, I it's think, a lot harder now to, than to get a divorce than it was to just break up. You I know? think you're, of course. I think if you want to give this relationship a chance, get some professional help. Let's see if you can get him to talk in a safe environment and get somebody to assess this, see what the real issues are. And give it a chance. Hey, you give it a choice. Yeah, I don't see how either. It's work either uh, you guys uh, begin some work on it, or uh, that's it. You break up. That's it. You give them the opportunity to do it. Oh, you see why you don't get married at seventeen? Poor Michelle. She's seventeen. She, I, I even though I'm staring at the screen and I see the seventeen there winking at me, she sounded like she was thirty-seven. Yeah, she's in a thirty-seven-year-old situation. Seven. And she's saying, you know, the relationship isn't what it was. We're not. Uh, he's not being intimate. My anymore. daughter in eleven years. Imagine that, please. You know what you got to do? Huh. Give her some sort of. Uh, can you cut out some gland or something in her that won't let her develop as a woman? It's a great idea. That's great. She just becomes like a stays like a, a five-year-old a eunuch yeah. her entire life. Meanwhile, her her mind progresses and all that kind of stuff, but. Physiologically, she just uh, she she er, she never grows breasts. She never gets human. pubic hair. The world. Yeah, she just becomes this little eunuch. There's no interest in sex. Yet she has uh, the mind of Janet Reno. Let's work on that, Drew. You got two other kids. So what's the worst case scenario? <laughs> <laughs> you have two kids. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be back. Yeah. Hey, this is my song. Uh, uh, you know, because it sounds like a big hair band song. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, a sweet song or something. Yes. All right. Harvey Danger. I don't know what Harvey Danger is. Is it five guys? Is that the name of one guy? We'll find out. Thinks the guy's name is really Harvey? <laughs> it's a little joke. Yeah, Drew. All right. You know, it's funny. I... Uh, 
I talk to people every once in a while who say, uh, hey, I was listening to the show, and uh, people like to repeat uh, to me well, back what I said like the night before. Right. Um, and it's real flattering unless it's my family who, who uh, just repeats something critical I said. But other people are nice. They go, hey, I heard you talking about uh, the guy, uh, some chick having a Reuben-esque body, and you said that was from eating too many Reuben sandwiches. Right. And they go, hey, that was funny. Right. And then they say that, and then they always pause and go, but no one ever, no one was laughing in the studio. They always make a comment about that, and I go, "Yeah, that's why it's a tough gig." Get through over here, is my. You want a laugh track? Yeah, could you do that? Sure. Hey, Mike. Mike uh, has a piece of equipment, by the way, that we've been uh, lobbying for for oh, we two, got that thing. two years uh, on this on this show. Uh, Pharrell, <laughs> no, it's too much. Pharrell, uh, Scott Pharrell up the hall from us has two of these things, and then he needs one in reserve, too, in case one goes down. So we haven't had uh, one for two years. But uh, that's the beauty of Westwood, too, really. They just uh, total um, total inability to do anything, really. <laughs> yeah. I would more like a... He wants like the Dick Van Dyke I'd show. like more like a crowd response, yeah. like more of a Lucy type thing. Could you could you work on that? So anyway, Engineer Mike got this new piece of equipment. Well, actually, it's, I'm sure it's not new. It's been around for a good 10 or 15 years, but that is... Man, that smells like a new car here oh, in Westwood, too. Edge, right? <laughs> Anything that uh, did not come off a junked battleship that is inside of this dump of a studio is uh, is considered uh, cutting edge state of the art one of the uh, uh, one of the tech um, technicians here at Westwood 2 was telling me the other day they have um, in the lounge they're going to put a new uh, video game in they call it pong Ooh. yeah yeah i hadn't heard of this Pong, I think he called it. But anyway, he said they must have cut some deal with uh, some uh, a video manufacturer, some because apparently this is real leading edge stuff. Yeah, Atari, the, the Atari people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I'm still looking for a little more of a crowd, Mike, but I think we could work that out. Jennifer, hi. Um, I was wondering how many weeks I have to wait, like after sex, to get a pregnancy test. Two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Cause Why? What's up? Huh? What's up? Um, nothing. It's been about mm, two and a half weeks, and we used protection the first time. Mm -hmm. But, like, later on that day, we did it another time, and yeah. we didn't use any protection. Well, it still works, though, doesn't it? Uh, huh? Well, <laughs> what, a leftover condom shield? Well, no, we didn't. Well, we didn't use one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Well, but you did use it the first time, well, right? Well, used it the first time. Right. Well, that's what's important. Well, right. But... <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, you only have to use one once, and then... That's good for a few weeks? Kind of. It's like a, it's like a vaccination, isn't it? It's like <laughs> smallpox or something. You get one. years. Oh. Yeah. It's like tetanus. I think every seven years you got to use another kind I thought of... I kept some kind of force shield behind, left something behind in there. Yeah. There could have been some polymers floating yeah. around the vagina that would have protected you. <laughs> all right, so you're all right. You okay. got no problem. Do you want to be pregnant? Um. Why would you want to be pregnant? You're no, 17. No, Why? No, I. It happened to me before. Oh. When oh. I was 15, but. You know, I I normally would start yelling at this point, but I figured someone must have done something to you, right? Um. 
no. Nobody screwed you over when you were little? No. No? You're just no. stupid? I mean, did somebody, didn't somebody do something to you? No, my family, they fight a lot, and that's about it. Nobody's done anything to me. No molestation, no, no. alcoholism, no, no physical abuse, no verbal abuse. No. So you just dumb? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a yes. I guess. That's dumb for yes. <laughs> <laughs> the cackle. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, come on, stop being stupid. I'm not being stupid. I, I kind of think you are, though. I mean, you, you had sex with a condom at, at noon, and then you didn't use the condom at 4 in the afternoon. And you, sh you should have taken advantage of the morning after pill, right? Okay. Within two days of contact, you can take a birth control pill. You ask your doctor for a morning after contraception. Mm-hmm. And uh, or emergency contraceptive or postcoital contraceptive. How long ago did this happen? Two, two, two and a half, half weeks. Oh, yeah. 72 hours you have to go get the pill and get this thing oh, taken care of. Put it on your nightstand. But it seems please. like you want to be on the pill more generally if you're going to be sexually active with this guy. And you've got to see a doctor regularly since you are sexually active, right? Right. All right. All right. Take take care of yourself, would you please? I will. All right. Okay. Come on now. And what are you going to do if you get pregnant? Well, if it happens, it happens. I mean... Mm, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, are you going to give it up for adoption? Are you going to have an abortion? Um, I've done that before, and, um... Abortion. Yes. Oh, so you go abortion. And, um, I don't think I'll ever do it again. Oh, okay. So you, you raise the kid? No. You give it up for adoption? Yeah, I probably would. Okay. okay. All, right. All right, Jennifer. Okay. You're very casual about your uh, reproductive ability. <laughs> All right, come on. Don't don't be a goofball. I pay enough taxes already. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, please. I should have my own police force. <laughs> the amount of money I pay in taxes. Bastards. Don't get anything. I want a little extra something, that's all. Just a little something. Some club. Some yeah. little extra club I'm in. Uh -uh. You know when you go to a uh, pizza place or a sub shop, and when you order nine subs, you get the ten sub free? That's kind of what I want. The club you'll probably be in soon. Is I want that club that uh, you pay like two hundred grand in taxes. Club, no. the club that gets the cops out ten minutes earlier. That uh, no, picks club, up a hefty bag when you throw it out on the curb. The club that, that club you too usually is the audit club. The club that doesn't get you a ticket like the parked in front club. of your own garage. That's gonna be, that's I want that club. You'll be in soon enough. There's some kind of cards and some kind of like gold. Oh card. God! Wait till you go through that. Oh, won't you be a delight? <laughs> oh, please! I I paid those sea suckers uh, uh, twenty five hundred bucks like uh, like uh, like two months ago, and then those bastards sent me a bill, told my L seven dollars and forty five cents. The counter, or the IRS. Please, the IRS. Yeah. I owe the government. I owe the government. Please. Right. Never got a grant for anything. Never got a loan for anything. Never called the fire department. Never called the police department. Never ran they, over a street sign. Create the environment where I you have the right them. to pursue your career. Please. Please. What the hell is this Nemesis. Guy? Nemesis. I know what it is, but I'm not uh -huh. calling this kid. Is your name Nemesis? Nemesis. Nemesis. Right. Nemesis. Yeah. All right, what's going on? All right, Lisa. Um, okay, I want to I want advice about, like... If I should stay with this guy I'm with or not, first I'll, I guess I'll first tell you like the good. The You're good seventeen, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, first of all, um, I okay. I'm I'm not really like comfortable with like anyone, but for some reason I'm like really comfortable with this guy. Mm -hmm. And I we just have so much in common, and I can talk to him. Yeah. Well, why aren't you comfortable with people? I don't know. I'm just, I've, 
I'm sort of like uh, introvert. Social. Anything happen to you? Um, of course. No, actually, really? I, I I think something did, but I I can't remember. All right, I usually go with that. Do you, you, do you dye uh, your hair black and paint nail polish, uh, paint your nails black, stuff like that? Well, I dye my hair black, but. I don't wear, wear dark clothes. Do you not wear colorful clothing? Hold on. Hey, Drew, can I have a dollar for the dye your hair black thing? You don't have colorful clothing? No. <laughs> do you have multiple piercings? Um. Yeah. I have I have uh, four. All right. That's more than one. That's in one nostril? No. Any tats? No. You know, you planning on some? No. Hmm. All right. Do you dress weird? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So you basically got that leave me alone thing going on? Yeah. Yeah, all those people out there that are uh, blazing their own trail from a fashion standpoint, or, or or with the piercings and the tats, it's just basically leave me alone. And it's actually it's good. It works. Oh, yeah. See those people? I was going. I don't want to talk to them. They're screwed yeah, up. Is. Okay, so everyone leaves you alone, but you found this guy who doesn't want to leave you alone. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. But he's twenty three. Yeah, he's twenty three. And you're seventeen. You having sex? No, I'm. I'm. I'm still a virgin. Good. Really? All right. He, you see, it's, it's like the relation. He doesn't, you know, pressure me. Are you allowed to dye your hair black and be a virgin? Yep. There's no hymen check before no. they dye your hair black. No. Hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, but the thing is, um, he'll. I don't know. He like he has a kid mm. and an ex-wife, mm -hmm. and um, mm. he always, you know, he's like he says he's gonna be, he's gonna like. Do something and it did. He well, yeah, what's he do for a living? Um, video star. I'm not sure what he does. Well, what do you think? Seriously. Um, I think he um. He deals the truck. <laughs> he does what? He drives the truck. Oh, okay. How did you meet this guy? Internet. Their friend. Mm-hmm. You know him so well. Your soulmates bonded, and you don't know what the hell he does for a living. Well, he drives the truck. Okay, that's fine. That's noble. Uh, he's 23. He has a kid. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, suspicious of this guy, and I don't think you should be with him just because he's the only guy who's willing to, to uh, let to you, you in or yeah. talk to you. Yeah. He's 23. He's divorced. He drives a truck. You're 17. Mm, I'd, I'd love to see you with someone your own age. Yeah. Uh, I really would. That's yeah. uh, that's my advice. But take it real slow. Joey's 19, had unsafe sex. Now how long to wait before he gets tested for HIV? Six months. Do it tomorrow. And then, and then you got to do it again in uh, six months. Sarah is uh, 18, has anger problem. It's ruining relationship uh, with her boyfriend. Sarah? Yeah. All right. You're where you have a problem? Um... Yes. Yeah, okay. Work on it. Now she's going to piss at me. Sorry, I just got to fire through this uh, last uh, couple calls here. Allie? Yeah. 24? Yeah. Prior abuse have left her leery of men. How to learn to trust boyfriend. Yeah. If you got enough... Of, if you, all right. If you got enough abuse, you got to get into some therapy. Yeah. Just uh, hanging out with guys is not really going to do it. Especially if it was a real uh, overt abuse. Right, Drew? Yeah. Sarah? Yes. You're 22. I am. Uh, how can she tell if she's having an orgasm or not? I always get a calf cramp. No, I'm serious. Don't get me wrong. I love sex, and I love making love with my boyfriend in four years plus, but mm -hmm. I honestly don't know how to tell. I mean, yeah, there's white stuff, but no. is there, like, a cramp? I mean... You get white stuff? 
sometimes. Oh, really? That's an infection. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll know. Yeah. It, it's Don't, really... You, you, uh, the fact that you're questioning it suggests that it's not happened. Right. In fact, it, it assures us it has not happened. It always reminds me of that old uh, joke, uh, like at the Rolls-Royce dealership or something, which is, uh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Right. And I know it's not even uh, totally apropos, but it just reminds me of that. Right. You'll know. You'll know when you have an orgasm. You have five seconds. <laughs> yeah, but see if we can work on more of the crowd. We'll, we'll work on that uh, later. Right. And uh, any of the affiliates that heard the uh, PSA potted down, I'm sorry. I was trying to talk to Ann in there, and I turned the turned the board down. Mike really spun out, man. He's really got a he's got an anger control problem. Man. Thank you. It's a wonderful show. I really appreciate it. It's amazing how good that makes you feel, even though I know it's coming right out of a machine. Right, I, think, I want to thank the beautiful uh, Lisa in her new shoes, the fabulous uh, Sherry, the wonderful uh, Nailed Wonder, producer Ann, the angular one, and, of course, uh, the one that Wonder Engineer Mike, whose hair is just right. Uh, I'll tell you what you ought to do is just uh, lacquer it right now and take a picture. That's done. Mike shaved his head uh, four weeks ago, and it's growing back slowly, and you get to see it at all stages. And I'd say now, between now and the next week and a half, that'll be its prime. That's the length. Now you know. All right, so until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily those of the staff or management or producers or directors or the advertising or anyone. But they might be Bob's. I'm Bob, and they're mine. The producer of Love Line is Dan Wilkins. Love Line is a presentation of Westwood One Entertainment. Grr. Arg. We now return you to your highly tested, regularly scheduled programming. Bye.